This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now from the September 2016 show with the theme of Off Balance, here's Janita. Justine is standing on my shoulders and she reaches down and takes one hand at a time and I brace myself for the transfer of weight and she kicks up into a perfect handstand, straight and still, like the handle of a broomstick. That's what we bases imagine when we're balancing our partners up in the air. We are the hand beneath, constantly moving to correct the balance from side to side. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and then I tilt her over gently to land back on her feet. Three seconds is the minimum time allowed for a balance in sports acrobatics. Anything less and marks are deducted. But I speak really slowly to ensure that our timing is perfect. Justine and I have been training for this competition for months, and now, finally, the hard work is paying off. And with a final flourish of elegant dance moves, we move to the opposite corners of the floor. We face each other, and we search for that look. The look that says, I'm ready. The look that says, at this moment in time, I am in total sync with my partner to pull off this final move that will win us this competition and make us junior champions. I have this look. But Justine doesn't. <laughs> On the other side of the mat is a 12-year-old girl with absolute terror oozing from her eyes. And I know, I know she has totally forgotten what comes next. I mean, how does that happen? How can you practice something hundreds, if not thousands of times, over and over again, and then just at the vital moment, it's gone? Well, I, actually, I do know how that happens, because I also have a problem remembering things. But with me, it's names. Not names that you've recently heard, but the names of people that you know really well. It could be somebody that you speak to every day. And like now, it's not what you're thinking. It's not an age thing. <laughs> because I've always had this problem. I'd be at school, and I'd be with some friends, and I'd have to introduce some new kid. Hey, Sharon, why don't you come over and I'll introduce you to some of my friends. And I'd look at the first one, and it's gone. Not Sharon's name. I can remember hers, despite the fact I only met her an hour ago. But my friend, who I've known for the past five years, have been in class with for the last two, have been on holiday with, and have secretly been in love with her brother. Yes, her. I could tell you her date of birth. I could tell you, I could give you a vivid description of everything in her bedroom, every book she's ever read, every boy she's ever fancied, and everything she's ever said to me. But can I remember her bloody name? No. Nothing. Not even the first letter. 
whether it's long or short or fancy or plain, nothing. And it's not as if you can turn round to a friend like that and say, oh God, what was your name again? <laughs> you can't. You bloody can't. It's an impossible situation. It's like standing in the middle of a competition gym floor. And you can remember all the exercises, all the drills, the definitive angle of every toe that could make or break a balance. But can you remember what comes next? No, nothing. Not even the starting position. Whether it needs a long run-up or a short, whether it's a high-scoring fancy move or a low-scoring plain one, and it's not as if you can just shout across the gym, oh, bloody hell, what do we do now? <laughs> you can't. You bloody can't. And I know Justine. We've been partners for years. I know her every move before she even makes it. My job in the pair is to anticipate everything she does, like she's some extended part of me, to know which way she'll fall so that I can be there to catch her. But Justine is frozen in a parallel universe. And I know it's up to me to get us out of this. I'm a year older, and I'm the base. I'm the one that pulls us back to center when we go off balance. I have to take the lead here. So I decide to give a, a visual clue. And I buckle my hands in front to indicate the starting position. We take a few steps towards each other, and I begin to see a glimpse of recognition in her eyes. I squat low, and she runs, and she steps in my hands, and I throw her high up into the air for the front somersault to follow. But she feels different somehow. The angle's not right. And I realize that the similarity of what was in my head and what was in hers ended at the foot in the hand position. I was going for the planned high-scoring move of the front somersault over the head. Justine was set on the rather easier move of the high-flying star jump. They both start in the same way, but the amount of power needed is very different. <laughs> I see her over my shoulder, rotating slowly too slowly. She's out like a star, not tucked in a ball for rotation. And she lands flat on her back and doesn't move. Then her scream pierces the silence, the kind of scream that you only hear in horror movies. And coaches swarm in from all directions and separate us. They circle and stroke and pull gently at her limbs, and as the crowd grows, I'm pushed further and further away to the side of the mat till I'm sitting alone, waiting. The ambulance arrives and they cart her off on a stretcher with a huge colored block taped to her head. They thought she'd broken her back. I thought, I've broken her back. It took a long time to hear any news. 
And I had to stay at the competition and endure watching all the other gymnasts compete. But all the time, all I could really think about was picturing Justine in a wheelchair for the rest of her life and the universe's finger pointing at me as the cause. On the way home, we call in at the hospital. And behind a plastic curtain covered in penguins, we hear laughter. Justine's laughter. She is brimming with delight. No head block, no bandages. She is just enjoying the thrill of all the attention. You know what, she says to me, you know how you think it's going to be really exciting in the back of an ambulance? Well, it's not. It's boring. She'd forgotten that she'd forgotten. But I wasn't going to say anything. Because on a different day, that could have been me. And anyway, we were partners. And partners stick together. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more, visit us on hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>